All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, our amazing partners, altplayground.net, are so much more than just a lifestyle site. The reason we got on board with them and the reason we're so passionate about them is because they are doing things completely differently than every other lifestyle site out there. For example, no matter your sexual orientation, your gender identification, or your relationship dynamic, you are going to be welcomed and find like-minded people at altplayground.net. And in our opinion, that is the future of the lifestyle, being inclusive, sex positive, and welcoming of everyone who wants to have sexual adventures. So if you fall into that category, if you're a fun sexual person, you should definitely head on over to altplayground.net and check it out for yourself. It also has one of the most modern interfaces with amazing features like the podcast corner, the video corner, communities, and so much more. So check it out for yourself at allplayground.net today and of course come say hello to us because we're on there and we love it so we're about a week out from the holidays from christmas at this point which is very weird it's always funny when i when i say like a specific date on the podcast i just know that there's people that listen to this in like february or something that are like oh fuck we're so over hearing about that bullshit we just got the tree cleaned up we just got all of our lights put away we don't want to hear about fucking christmas but if you listen real time we are about a less than a week out from christmas now yeah one day away from a week out from christmas I when think. we're recording this yeah when yeah. it goes up it'll be just a few days before Christmas. And it's interesting because I do not feel super in the holiday spirit this year. And I don't think I'm alone in that. No, absolutely not. I am not a huge holiday person anyway. As you know, I don't really care very much. It is just another day to me. However, it is strange because we are in a house that we have, well, we've sold our home, but we're cleaning it out. It's basically empty. So there's no tree, no lights, none of that fanfare around at all. There's also not enough snow here in Montana to really be considered a Christmas, I don't think. So it's a little weird. Yeah, I've had not a white Christmas like five times in my entire life. Yeah, it's very strange. So, and and all, also, we're always throwing events, you know, parties at our house for like the holidays, which clearly is not happening this year. It's just going to be the two of us. Which yeah, is usually cool. it's like buffets of food and cocktails and all sorts of crazy shit. People coming over, stopping in, and it's a blast. And obviously, that's not happening this year. So yeah, I mean, it's not to be a put a total damper on the holiday season, but it's just a very different December. Well, it is, especially for us with everything we've got going on. And just, as I said, pretty much an empty house for the most part. Now it's just kind of stuff scattered all over the place we have to decide what to do with. Uh, empty kitchen, empty dining room, empty living room. The bedroom, I think, is the only thing, place we have any real furniture still at this point. So. And our studio. And the studio, yeah. Which is why, actually, we're recording on a different day and time right now because we have to make some adjustments to that as well this weekend. And we have a four-day weekend, so we are kind of, kind of on a staycation for the next four days, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it'll be a lot of work, though. It is. <laughs> But I'm thankful to be with you for four days. That's going to be lovely. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's where we're sitting right now. We are continuing to pack up. We're continuing to make progress towards getting on the road and fucking living out our dream. Yeah, I am so looking forward to some just really, I guess, some downtime, some solitude, just the two of us in a smaller space. And just kind of learning about ourselves and each other even more than we have over the course of the last three plus years. Do you think that'll happen a lot when we're on the road? 100%. 100%. What if you find out something about me you don't like? Nah, we would already know. Oh. It's too late for that. that you haven't spent 24-7 with me before, though. We have gone on vacations with each other, but this is different. Well, I think if nothing else, COVID made us spend a lot more time together. That's true. Particularly in the beginning when we were both working from home and it was really kind of fun. I, I really was looking forward to doing more of that. Unfortunately, I'm considered essential for the first time in my life. So I have to go to work. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to really getting to know ourselves and our, and our relationship and each other much more in that closed, confined 500 square feet, basically, is what it, what it amounts to, 450, something like that. What if I have a really annoying habit that just want, makes you want to like scratch your eyes out? 
Well, you have a couple, but I don't think you're going to be able to perform those on a uh, on the bus. What are my annoying habits? Well, like you leave the drawers open in the bathroom, which drives me nuts because in the middle of the night I walk into it and it's crotch level. I can and will do that on the bus, but they'll be ankle level. Yeah. No, you really won't be able to because they're self-closing. So oh, fortunately shit. for me, that's not going to be an issue. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just little stuff like that. And I'll actually miss some of that stuff because it doesn't exist anymore or won't. What? Drawers? Yeah, just dumb shit. <laughs> You know, quirky stuff that you do. The only thing I'm going to miss about our house, I've decided, is my baths. Yeah. I take a bath almost every single day. I fucking love it. It's my downtime. It's my quiet time. I typically masturbate. And it's like just the best thing in the entire world. And the fact that I'm no longer going to have that luxury, it is such a first world problem. But I'm like, fuck, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Wow, we don't have a bathtub. Well, I mean, a couple times a month, we'll just get a hotel room someplace really nice and you can have a jacuzzi bath and just play with yourself and you'll be fine. It'll be all <laughs> Glass good. of champagne and my fingers. I yep, like it. It'll be all good. I'm just, like I said, I'm just looking forward to us, just the two of us and Lola, our dog. Just, again, just kind of reconnecting even deeper, getting to know ourselves and our relationship and it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It'll be really nice. Mm-hmm. So coming soon, people. Yep. Stay tuned for all that fun. Quarter one. For sure. The launch. Absolutely. So I want to get to single guy tip of the week because it is <laughs> it's something I have been thinking a lot about. It's something we have discussed with our Telegram group this actually today. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty active today. A lot of activity. Actually, I've got a, a, some private messaging even going on with one of the amazing women in our Telegram group. And we we're kind of talking about this topic as well. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So my topic to discuss about single guys or about, I should say, profiles in general is screen names oh this is totally different then what were you talking about this was a very different conversation i was having which was the body shaming conversation that we were having earlier with a whole bunch of people oh i mean we can have that conversation if you'd like we can do both okay let's i I know what you're referring to because i saw a lot of that going on i was i was busy at work i couldn't type into that Okay, so let me start with the screen names things because I think that this is legitimate and I think probably 2021 we're going to see an explosion in online profiles, which is fucking great. But at the same time, I think people are going to be choosing their screen names maybe not as wisely as they should be. So for example, I recently had a man reach out to me on an online profile and his name was Nine Inches of Hard Steel. Okay, that one has really stuck with me. It is by far not the worst of all the screen names I've seen out there. Absolutely not the worst, but (laughs) but it's up there, but it is not the worst. It's pretty, pretty bad, but I think it is indicative of somebody who thinks that A, they have to describe their cock as the most important thing about them, but B, it is so lacking in creativity. There is nothing interesting about it. Listen, I agree, and I read through the thread and chatted with with a few folks, again, privately, so I am absolutely 100% on page with the single guys, particularly, it's single guys mostly. Now, there are a few couples that, of course, I have run into online that have some horrendous names as well, but it's typically the single dudes, right? And while I agree they are just egregious and stupid and juvenile, it also tells you a little something about them. And for me, when I see something like that, which, and I'm going to tell you my my favorite worst one of all, I'm going to re, I'm going to tell you what that is here in a minute. I just saw it the other day. It tells me something about them, and so I don't go any further. I don't need to. You mean if, it, it immediately eliminates them? Yeah, you're you're not even in the running anymore. Yeah, because you're ridiculous, and I just don't want to mess with it. <laughs> So I came across one the other day. I was waiting patiently to share this with you. Pussy, two Zs, no Ss. So pussy. (laughs) Pussy. Pleaser, abbreviated, 69. No. I'm out. I'm out. No. I'm checking out. I'm checking out. (laughs) I can't help you. You can't help yourself. I'm just, we're done here. We're all done here. He will never get near my pussy. <laughs> it's, I mean, you could be George fucking Clooney if you're, if you're pussy pleaser 69 on a fucking profile, you're in deep shit. Yeah. So I'm, I just don't go any further. I just can't. I also hate the ones that are super like on the nose and super obvious. For example, there was a couple's profile that I ran across a little while ago that was basically something like, I like to watch her fuck. 
I appreciate the, the honesty. The entire thing spelled out. It's like, whoa, geez, I wonder what that couple's into. Yeah, I appreciate the idea that, you know, you know what you like, but, but really, is that necessary? Entirely necessary? In a username. It's like, come yeah. on. I just can't get behind it. So, yeah, for the single guys particularly, once again, man, I mean, you can name yourself whatever you want, whatever crazy nickname you want to give yourself. But when you're trying to break into a space in which you have a tremendous amount of competition, right? I mean, I talk about it all the time. It's like a job. It's a resume. Get your fucking resume together, bro, because you're in competition with hundreds of dudes, hundreds of dudes. You have got to stand out. Now, when I say stand out, not in a terrible way, like Pussy Pleaser 69, (laughs) I feel like you need to stand out. I mean, you really need to stand out in a, in a much better way. So get, sh- just shine a better light on yourself. Yeah. The other one I hate is the super generic, this name of your city followed by something. For example, there is an Omaha Bull, a Miami Bull, a Los Angeles Bull, a Chicago Bull. Yeah. <laughs> that one's actually kind of funny, you know, Chicago Bulls. But yeah. for the most part, they're garbage. And I hate that. Or like, you know, Chicago couple for couple, that type of thing. I am just so not into that. I think there's so many more creative things you can do with the username. Show me that you're interesting and that you have creative thought. Well, that's just it. Once I see that, if I see something like that, like Mr. Pussy Pleaser, I don't need to go any further. I just don't read it, which is kind of nice. I, I So from, from my perspective, if you're going to be the guy that does that, then I appreciate it because you just made me, you saved me a lot of time having to go through your shit. <laughs> I, I just don't bother with it. Yeah. You know, so thank you very much. So yeah, single guy tip of the week. Don't do that. Have yeah. a better better plan. Choose your screen name carefully. Take some time. Put some thought into it. Yeah. Maybe come up with a creative literary name, movie name, something. Something that makes you seem interesting. Something quirky. Anything. Because it is literally the first thing you see. Even before the picture, it's the name you see. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you got to keep that in mind. Absolutely. Okay, so do you want to have the other discussion now? Well, I thought the body shaming com- conversation was interesting because we have some smoking hot ladies in our Telegram group. Well, do you know how this whole thing started? I don't know the the origin, no. Okay, so I posted a photo of myself on Instagram, on our Instagram account, our right. From Porch Swingers Instagram account. Right. And the photo was from basically this time last year. Okay. And I had significantly lighter hair, and the caption was something about me missing my blonde hair, and I was sitting on our chest... I was in my little pink dress that I wear. Yeah. And, you know, it's low cut and it's kind of sexy. And I thought it was just a cute photo. So I threw it up there and I got a lot of nice comments, which I always do. I think most of the people on our Instagram are so fucking nice. But there was one guy that reached out and said something about, well, you look so much healthier now than you did back then. Interesting. And I was like, okay, well, that seems like you're commenting on my weight, which I think is incredibly misogynistic. I did not ask you to comment on my weight. And I think as a man, saying something like that is offensive, you know? And and so I, what I did was I threw it out to our Telegram group as, do you think it's acceptable for people to comment on your body or your weight, even if they think it's a compliment? And we got some mixed messages. And I, I think the what it came down to was basically people can and should give you nice compliments if they find you attractive. There's nothing wrong with that. But making it about comparing you to when you were smaller or bigger or your body looked different, you had bigger tits, you had a smaller ass, whatever, makes it seem as if however you are now is so much better or worse than how you used to be. And I think it's so, I mean, obviously your body image is so tied to whether people find you attractive or not anyway. I don't, I mean, for some people, I certainly don't feel that way. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't. But I just think that this comment was an example of, I used to somehow be bigger in your mind. And here's what's really interesting, okay? The photo that I put up, I was probably 15 pounds lighter than I am now. Well, it's, it's a lack of awareness. And what it does tell you is that like it or not, regardless of what everybody says or what most people say, you're being rated. You're being graded constantly. It's it, you're in constant view when you're when you're on these profiles and you're and you're being vulnerable and people are putting pictures up. People are judging. It's all. It's a constant. It's a constant. So if you can't come up with something nice to say, maybe just don't say anything. Well, but I think the problem was he thought he was being nice. There's no question. I don't think that what he wrote was was in, in any way being malicious or an attempt at maliciousness. It was, again, it was a lack of awareness. And, and I'm not surprised by that because he probably thought he was 
saying something nice to you is being complimentary. That's really not the case. You just got to think about things before you, you put you either you say them or you you put them in uh, in writing. So yeah, I, I don't think he meant it purposely maliciously. I just just didn't come out right. But Not only that, to... but I think people really need to consider their ideas about body image towards other people. If you honestly believe that the only way a woman can look better or be sexy in your eyes is if she's smaller, that's a problem. The people that I have found most attractive in my life based on all elements, them as a whole, as an entire package has very little to do with their weight. And if you don't agree, you have some things to fucking fix. Well, it's we just talked about this, actually, on Sex on Your Terms, almost as very... Well, we did talk a about this topic. A few weeks ago, yeah. yeah. But we did talk about a topic similar to this. And yeah, I mean, you talk about how we have evolved as we've gotten to this point, right? I mean, it's like... Originally, when we started out as a hot wife couple, we did start out that way. It was about a more of a physical kind of experience because there wasn't the interest in multiple, you know, dates with the same person. It was one-off. So, of course, we were looking. For, I was looking for you for something very specific, and now it's literally not even a part of the conversation. Like I said to you yesterday or the other day when we were talking, like when you tell me that you're chatting with somebody or that you're going to meet somebody or you're, you've been communicating with somebody. I don't even think to ask you what the guy looks like or the gal looks like. It's like, oh, so what do they do? Where are they? You know, what are they into? It's never a conversation about appearance. So it's so far down the list of things that we talk about at this point. It's very strange. Yeah, but not not only that, but if you lined up a group of men or women, people in general, and you asked us to pick out the most attractive people, we wouldn't immediately find the most fit people. And I think that that's proof that... Any body type can be sexy to different people. And I guess the other thing is using the term healthy to describe a body type is a very dangerous and slippery slope, okay? There are eating disorders. There are reasons that people lose weight very quickly. I have someone in my life right now who has lost a significant amount of weight due to a health concern. And she told me the other day, she is so sick of people being like, you look so amazing now. She does not look amazing. I don't look amazing. I am sick. I'm sickly. My body is fighting against me. This is not a good place for me to be. So the fact that people keep telling me how great I look is really offensive. Well, it just, what it does is lends itself to what people's ideals, society's ideals are as it pertains to people's level of fitness or what they perceive to be a level of fitness or attractiveness for that matter. You know, this particular gal you're referring to has lost half of her body weight. She weighs like 90 pounds. There is nothing good about that. I don't care what anybody says. And not that you can't be sexy at 90 pounds, but she's a sick 90 pounds. Yeah, she's not, she is not fit. She is not healthy. She is very ill. And that's unfortunate. So yeah, when people say dumb shit like that. It's not, it's, I'm not entirely surprised the guy said what he said, but what it did do is spark conversation in our telegram group about the gals that are in our group because it, we see them naked all the time. They said, every, you guys always, everybody's putting up naked pictures on Titty Tuesday, Wiener Wednesday, Thongless Thursday. Well, the women aren't you know, typically putting up Wiener Wednesday. <laughs> but some of us, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. But like the guys, we do put Titty Tuesday up there. So, you know. And I celebrate that. I love some man tit. Thank you very much. So we do, you know, we do see everybody and there isn't, they're, they're all attracted active like every single one of them there's there's all kinds of body types in there both men and women yep all every body type you pick it it's all in there every single every single weight one. every single everything height weight hair color it doesn't matter they're all varied and you know they're all very sexy people and the particular gal i was chatting with earlier who sent me a couple of messages talking about how many you know she wants to lose a bunch of weight i'm like do you don't wh- why because somebody because she's you know she's getting responses from single dudes on their and she's a coupled gal on some of their profiles if she rejects them they immediately attack her about her weight well two seconds ago you were trying to get in her pants now it's a weight fucking issue because she doesn't want to meet you like or doesn't want to chat with you like what the fuck are you even talking about yeah you know it's just crazy that's gross yeah it's terrible and she is fucking adorable yeah i cannot wait to meet her so yeah my advice on that is don't comment on people's fucking weight i mean men or women this is not just a women's issue by any stretch of the imagination guys get it too but even if you're assuming that you're being nice or you're providing a compliment, it's best to just not fucking do that, okay? Because a person's weight is a very personal thing. You have no idea what has put them at that weight or what they're working towards, what their personal goals are. Or, I know, or if they're comfortable. I know a lot of people who are BBW or supersized BBW that love being that size and they would be very remiss to lose weight and that's their personal journey and their personal decision. You know, so, okay, let's talk about some positive stuff. You had some fun. Ah, this is a fun. 
fun one. Yeah. It's a really interesting one because it is a return of a past play partner that I have not talked about in almost two years. Yes, it's been a long time since you had uh, seen Gerard. Yes. Well, you just spoiled it. I yeah. was going to do a big announcement. No, it's Gerard. Okay, it's Gerard. Okay, so if you haven't listened recently, or if you, ha- I guess I should say, if you haven't been listening since the beginning, you may not know this particular gentleman because, as mentioned, it's been a very long time since he was talked about on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. When we were probably seven or eight months into our journey, maybe a little bit longer, I started seeing him obviously sexual in nature only because at that point in our non-monogamous adventures, we were strictly a hot wife slash couple for couple couple. Well, what we were was, and we literally just talked about this the other day as well. When we first started out, for the large part, it was single people were kind of one-offs and we wanted to be friends and get to know the couples and have kind of like friendships and relationships with the couples, which of course, as anyone who listens now knows that we have totally reverted around the other way. But back then it was really only about the physical, Mm -hmm. right? That's all it was. With singles. Yes. With single people. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think this was an example of somebody that if I had met him far further into our non-monogamous experiences, it would have been a little bit different of a a turnout. At the time, basically what happened was we saw each other three or four different times. And the second time we were together, things got kind of intimate, in my opinion. He was being very touchy-feely. He was saying things that at the time I was super uncomfortable with. And then the third time I saw him, I kind of voiced some of those concerns and he seemed to really be receptive to them and understanding of them but then the fourth time I saw him it was yet again this very sensual like cuddling and calling me sweet names and he would text me the day after and two days after with very kind of overly friendly messages in my mind and I was so fucking uncomfortable with it oh yeah we were at a different place then like you said if that had been the case now or a few a couple of months ago that would have been absolutely understood and really accepted in a different way well sort of we'll get to that (laughs) you might be getting ahead of ourselves here okay (laughs) uh so anyway gerard has been working out of state for the past couple of years he's been working i'm not going to say what he does for work it's a very fucking cool job but only a few people in our entire state have his job so i'm not going to say what it is And so anyway, he's been working and hasn't really been here. So when we broke off communication, it was not strange to me that we hadn't talked because I knew he wasn't here. He did reach out once when he was home for like a holiday and asked if we could get together. And I just explained that I didn't have the time. But now he's back living in our town. And he reached out a couple weeks back and said, hey, I know that we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I've been thinking about our play and how great it was. And I would love if you could carve out some time in your schedule to see me again. And I immediately came to you and said, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Well, the truth is, you know, again, we're in a different place. So you gotta, you kind of have to give the guy an opportunity, right? Or give this situation an opportunity because you're going to look at it through a different lens now. I, I definitely am. But I think that there's also something to be said for past experiences kind of tainting what's going on in the present. And so all I have in my mind are these memories of him, you know, grabbing me and cutting cuddling me so close and kissing my forehead and sending me all these romantic text messages. And even now in our journey, just because we have ventured down some level of of polyamory doesn't mean that I necessarily want someone to do that if they're a play partner. I still think that there's a boundary that exists there if for no other reason than it feels respectful to me. Does that make sense? It does. But as we also discussed now many times between, you know, differences between play partners and potential relationship partners, you know, long-term relationship partners, if things were different, if we were staying here and we hadn't sold our home and all that good stuff, do you see him potentially being a long-term relationship partner? He's an amazing person. He has so many, he's very thoughtful. He's very smart. No. Okay. All right. So then that's probably why you're looking at this a little bit differently or you perceive the, you know, the relationship between the two of you differently. Yeah. And I'll just say it's it's a difference of in morals and a difference in interests. I, I don't want to go further into it than that, but that's what it is. So, yeah, I mean, just not a romantic interest for me. And so I think when he messaged me, I was immediately like, I... 
I mean, I would love to see him again because I do remember just the sex, no, nothing else, nothing extraneous, just focusing on the sex. It was great. And he has an amazing cock. So the slut in me was like, I really want to see him. But the logical person was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Well, again, different time, different place, different mindset. And as I told you, when we talked about it, we talked about it for a week before you actually got decided to see him. I thought, you know, it, it's almost not fair if you had genuinely enjoyed his company in a physical sense and you made clear what it was you didn't really want out of a, a relationship with him and he was okay with those terms, that why not? I mean, he's a solid guy. I enjoyed meeting him. In fact, he was one of the first guys that we met back then, like over lunch. Like we sat down and had lunch with him. Not, I don't think it was lunch, was it? No, it was dinner because we saw a couple out. Remember, we sat at the bar at that one place. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a little bit. But it was a true meal, yeah. and we had drinks, and we sat with him for a couple hours. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different thing. So, long story short, I decided to move forward with it, and I decided to give it a chance, roll the dice, see how the entire thing went. And I think my mindset leading up to this entire thing was, I'm going to go into this with a completely open mindset. I'm really, truly going to compartmentalize as much as possible anything that happened in the past, and I'm just going to focus on this being a good interaction because I know that when you don't do that and you allow that shit to creep in from the past, it has a way of tainting anything that happens from like an energy perspective. I just you want to point out that you've said taint twice now. It's hilarious when you say that. <laughs> You have such a dirty mind. I'm just, I have a taint counter. So every time you say it, I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm up to two? two. Okay. That's two. All right. I'll try not to say it anymore unless you want me to. Just funny. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want, I didn't want it to be awkward, I guess. I didn't want to come into it with like, oh, there's this weirdness sitting out there. So I just wanted to leave it all behind. So he comes to the house. You are home working. I was not. Yeah, you were. Not when I, not when he got here. Oh yes, I was. Oh, you're right. I was in the, I was in the office working. Yeah. So he, did he even know I was here? When no. You here? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in the office working. I had my headphones in, doing my thing, and you uh, had him come over. It was kind of earlier in the day, or or evening, I should say, early evening. Yeah, it was like six or something. Yeah. So he comes over. I open the door. He comes in. We sit on the couch and we're just kind of chatting. And it was really interesting because, like I said, we haven't seen each other in two years, and yet our communication was just very easy. He's very intelligent and articulate, and I really, really enjoy speaking with him. So there really was no weirdness. It was so chill. We just sat down. He gave me a big hug. We started talking, and I bet we were talking for probably 15 or 20 minutes before he finally asked if he could kiss me. And I liked nice. that. He took charge and wanted to just kind of make it happen and he did so we started making out on the couch i don't even think i've told you this our makeout session becomes so fucking hot downstairs he is all over me he's on top of me at one point he is rubbing my pussy over my jeans on the couch he's pulling my tits out of my shirt and massaging them it was so fucking hot no i had no idea that was happening yes it was crazy i and i love that i love the whole make out like naughty shit on the couch because it makes it feel like i don't know like i'm in high school again or something <laughs> Well, you're pretty close. You're only 30. So, you know, it's not that far removed. Whatever. So anyway, I pretty quickly ask if he wants to come upstairs with me. And at this point, there is no weirdness going on whatsoever. Everything is flowing really well. He's a great kisser. I'm feeling his cock through his jeans. It is rock hard. And I'm reminded how big and girthy it is. I can tell just by feeling it. I'm like, this is great. We're going to we're gonna move on with this whole thing. So we go upstairs. We go into the bedroom, continue to kiss all over each other, and we start dirty talking to each other. And it's fantastic. He's so confident with what he's saying. You know, not only is he giving me compliments and telling me I'm beautiful and all those types of things, but he's also saying dirty things mixed in with it. And I don't remember him being like that before, being able to be both complimentary and really kind of raunchy at the same time. Well, I is it possible it. you were focused too heavily on kind of the soft, intimate portion of the of the relationship back then? I mean, maybe. I'm, I am two years removed from it, so it's impossible for me to say at this point. Yeah. But it's possible, for sure. 
So anyway, we're dirty talking to each other. He starts kissing on my neck, kind of biting on my earlobe. And then, of course, my slutty ass wants to suck his cock. So I ask if he'll pull it out for me. He says, of course. So he's standing by the bed and I kneel and I start sucking his cock. And I like, (laughs) this is kind of strange to say, but I like more vanilla guys when I'm sucking their cock more so than BDSM or kink guys. Well, you like the reaction you get. Yeah, because I feel like, for example, when I'm sucking your cock or I'm sucking Clint's cock or or somebody else in that world, there's this expectation that I'm going to deep throat, that you're going to be able to fuck my face, all of those types of things. But when I do it for a vanilla guy who's not really expecting it and I look up and see that look on their face of like they're impressed with me and it's hot for them, that's a whole different thing for me. Well, they're also surprised, right? Because it's not a conversation that you had and, you know, it wasn't like you you insisted that that be the case or you, you didn't Well, talk, he's you been know. with me before. Yeah, but two years ago. Right. So, yeah, the it's, all, it's, it's brand new still. Now it's brand new again. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to town. I'm deep throating it. I stop and kind of lick his balls at one point. And he's like, oh my God, that feels so good. And I also really liked how vocal he was with me. I don't remember that being something from our previous sessions either. He was so vocal with, oh, that tongue feels amazing right there. Or a little bit harder right there would be amazing. Just very willing to vocalize what it is he wants from me and not only does that motivate me but it also makes me feel like i'm doing the right thing and that gives me more confidence yeah you always like when someone gives you some directive yeah and positive reinforcement yes i'm a child like that so you are (laughs) so we do that for quite a while and then he lays me on the bed and this was kind of sexy he asked me to stand up And he kind of almost picks me up and puts me on the bed. It was much more forceful than I was expecting for him to be. And so he kind of throws me onto the bed and spreads my legs open. So my feet are touching each other and he just spreads my knees open and starts licking my pussy. And I like that because it made it feel as if he was really excited to get to my pussy. You know, he was. Yeah, I think he was. And he just kept talking about how good I smelled and how good I tasted. And he is also not a guy that fucks around with the pussy eating. Like he wants to get me where I want to go. And I like that. It's We've said this many times. I've said this many times. That's not something you get with every fucking guy. Well, no. And he's also my age. He's a drop older. He's right. exactly your age, yeah. 50. Yeah. And he looks like you. If you guys will remember, this is the guy that looks like Brian. I think his very first episode that we talked about him on, his name or the title of the episode was Brian's Lookalike. Yeah, he, we, we're very similar in appearance. He's a little bit more lean than you are. Yeah. And maybe shorter. He's Yeah, he's a couple inches shorter than me. But we definitely, I mean, if you saw us, you'd think we were related for sure. Yeah, he for looks sure. more like me than my brother does. <laughs> no doubt. So he's eating my pussy and it's great. And he makes me come a couple of times. And finally, I was like, I really want to fuck you. And he goes, you want to fuck me? And I was like, yeah, I want to ride you. And so he's like, okay. So, okay. Once again, there's always got to be a fucking awkward moment with me, right? I'm a quirky son of a bitch and I fuck shit up every time. So... He's laid down, and I've learned from you now that I need to pre-open condoms. Yes, but I didn't with him. Yeah, you see, you gotta you gotta think ahead. You gotta pre-open those things. So I am struggling with this condom like you wouldn't believe. I'm trying to open it, trying to open it. He literally grabs it out of my hand. It's so funny, you know that whole man thing of like, oh, give it to me, I'll do it. He couldn't get it either. Yeah, they're not easy. So he's like, well, this one's one's defunct or whatever. Give me another one. So I hand him another condom. He's getting like pissy at this point because he just wants me on his cock. Yeah. He is trying so fucking hard to open this second condom and it is not happening. By this point, he throws it across the room. He's like, you're a condom suck. What are we going to do about this? Yeah, it's if your hands are sweaty, uh, you're not getting that fucking thing open in the heat of the action. So I had to go into our bathroom, grab the scissors out of your little kit and open another one. Yeah, be careful doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can feel the condom. You yeah. can push it down. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't cutting the condom. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. If you, you know, you get, listen, I, I, I get everything prepared, open a couple of them up just in case. Uh, I like to like to be prepared. Yeah, for all those times that I'm like, oh, you're so overly analytical and you constantly are thinking of every little thing. 
I take it all back because this was an instance where if you had been in the action, all of this fucking weirdness would have been avoided. Yep, absolutely. There would have been condoms on both sides of the bed already pre-opened. <laughs> Probably lube ready to We go have to. enough of them. If you got to throw one away, you know, you got to lose one. It's not the end of the world. I think we now have like 300 in the house. So no big deal. We go through a couple hundred a year. Yeah, but I mean, we have a lot of them. So it's not like if you got to toss one, you know, you got to kill a soldier there on the on the dresser. Just toss the thing in the trash. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. So anyway, I finally get a condom open. I finally slide it onto his cock. I crawl on top of him. He is girthy and awesome. And it felt so good sliding down onto him. And at first it was very sexy. It was like I was riding him and he was like looking up at me and telling me how hot I was. And he was grabbing onto my ass, grabbing onto my hips, thrusting himself deeper up into me. And it was just fantastic. And then... It creeps back in, right? The, the intimacy piece? The weirdness kind of creeped back in a little bit. Okay. He kind of grabs my face on each side. He's no longer grabbing my ass and grabbing my hips and thrusting me. Instead, he grabs my face on each side and pulls me down and starts so softly kissing me. Just the most soft, intimate kissing. I don't think anyone has ever kissed me like that aside from you, ever. That's interesting. I want, Well, obviously, this is part of his personality. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm okay. just telling the story right now, okay? So we're kissing. I kind of get a little weirded out. So I'm like, hey, we should change positions. Because I'm like, I'm going to fucking make this work. I'm not mid-sex and going to blow it off just because I'm getting a little, you know, uncomfortable with what's going on. Unless it's crazy uncomfortable or inappropriate. It's like, let's keep moving with this and see if we can turn it into something. So I get off of him and I am then on all fours and he enters me from behind. This is a much better position because there's very little intimacy that can happen, right? Yeah. It's all, it, we're not facing each other. We can't provide eye contact. He can't lean into me and kiss me. And I think that that was better for us because he is just able to focus on my pussy. And he also reached around at this point and was like playing with my tits. He has really long arms. He was able to reach all the way around and like play with my nipples and grab onto my tits. And of course I'm going harder, grab him harder. And so that was really hot. And I came super, super hard. In fact, I think I forced him out of me altogether. And then we continued like that for quite a while. It was probably a good 10 minutes. This guy has some crazy stamina too, which is great. And so then he stops fucking me and he lays down on his back and he's like, yeah, I just need to catch my breath for a couple minutes. And I said, would you like for me to suck you while you're doing that? And he was like, absolutely. So he is laying on his back and I'm sucking his cock and then I'm sucking his balls. And then I start playing with his asshole a little bit and he fucking loved it. Really? Loved it. He was like, oh my God, that feels so good. He's like, you have no idea how long it's been since a woman played with my asshole really i'm like bro you're missing out interesting <laughs> so it wasn't like penetration i wasn't putting my finger inside of him it was more so just i used a little bit of lube got a little bit of pump lube and was rubbing my finger around his asshole at the same time that i was licking his balls and i was also kind of like licking hey licking his taint number three a little bit okay between, number three <laughs> his balls and his asshole <laughs> and he loved it. He was writhing all over the place and he was like, I don't I don't want you to stop. And I was like, okay, then I'm not gonna stop. He goes, Well, I'd like to fuck you again. I was like, Well, you don't get both. I'm I'm not a magician here. What do you want from me? Not a contortionist, can't do both of those. <laughs> He's like, No, don't stop, keep going. So I I continue all of it. I'm continuing the licking and the sucking, and and I almost kind of started biting, not like on his balls, but like that sensitive skin right next to so I shouldn't say biting, more like nibbling. Yeah. He fucking loved that he was just and providing me with all of this once again vocal reinforcement of what it is i'm doing oh my god that feels so good right there that pressure's amazing and i was like i'm a fucking sexual badass this is awesome yeah well i mean there's obvious compatibility so i'm waiting to hear what happened okay so <laughs> we're doing that for quite a while right and then he so i tell him that he should start jer jerking himself off while i am focusing on his balls and his asshole so he is and that's also super sexy because he's this very kind of fit handsome awesome dude and he's stroking his cock and his eyes start like rolling into the back of his head i can tell he's about to come and so i pick up the pace on everything i am just licking all over the place and touching all over the place and then i 
start running my fingers up and down his thighs. This the He's getting goosebumps all over his legs. I'm like, this is great. And then he comes so hard that he literally shoots cum up almost to his own face. Wow. It's like on his neck, on his chest. It is everywhere. He came so much. And it was fucking hot. It sounds hot. I loved it. And so, and he's like, don't, don't like let go of anything right now. So <laughs> his hand is still on his shaft. My hands and mouth are still on his balls. I'm kind of like looking up, like stopping every once in a while to kind of look up and see what's going on. And I've seen that he's come everywhere, but he doesn't want me to let my hands go yet. Right. So we just kind of stay in that position for a while. And he continues to just very like slowly stroke his cock, which I also found very sexy. And so then I, he finally gives me the green light to remove my hands and I go into the bathroom and I get him a warm, wet towel and a dry towel. And I come back and I start toweling him off with the wet towel because he's he's got cum fucking everywhere. And, and I'm just kind of toweling him off, sponging him off, so to speak. And he grabs my wrist in this very soft way and is like moving my hand around his chest and his neck with the towel. And I'm like, this feels uber intimate. Like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. It was like he just wanted to be close to me in that moment. And so yeah, I get that. I stop sponging him off with the wet one. I dry him off a little bit with the dry one. And because I was kind of uncomfortable with the sponging off... I just sit on the edge of the bed and he pulls me down next to him. Okay. So we are then kind of spooning each other in bed and he's brushing the hair away from my face and kissing my cheeks and kissing my ears. And I don't know. I was just, I honestly think what it is. is he needs those moments. He Absolutely needs he does. the tenderness. He needs to feel both nurtured and to feel like he's nurturing after sex. And I enjoy that to a certain degree. But even when you and I have sex, I don't. we don't typically sit and spoon each other for 20 minutes afterwards. Well, no, but it sounds like he's he needs a little bit of of reinforcement. He's also trying to reinforce potentially to you that this isn't just some quick one-time thing and, and wants to make sure that you understand that he appreciates you. I'm just thinking out loud here. I mean, there's some, listen, it's part of his personality and that's just, I mean, it's okay. That's how he is. Whether or not you guys are compatible in that way is a different conversation, but that's, that's okay. I guess I, I really like the sex with him and I like how his body responds to me and vice versa. I like how vocal he is. I like that he is willing to take my direction and genuinely seems to care about my pleasure. And so it's like all of those things are firing on all cylinders and that's amazing. But then you have this piece that just kind of sits weird with me. And so part of me goes like, okay, well, you have all of these amazing pieces and parts that are right. Is it really okay to focus on this one thing that you don't necessarily love? It makes me kind of feel like a spoiled brat. But then the other piece of me is like, well, if everything is not in alignment, does it make sense? Well, let me ask this. I'll play devil's advocate. Is it entirely out of the question for you to allow yourself to accept it and just see how it feels? Because like inst- you're in your own head about it, obviously. And I think part of it is because you, I'll bet you kind of were anticipating it from your experiences with him before. 100%. Which made it probably worse and yeah. it intensified. But what if you just kind of allow yourself to accept it and just see what it feels like? Because well, how? How do you just well, not let any of the past shit come up? Like you said, you have to start, like this is brand new. We're starting from scratch a whole new experience and just kind of allow yourself to enjoy whatever it is that's going on in the moment, whether it's soft, whether it's rough, doesn't matter. Just try to, again, just immerse yourself in it. And if it's, when it's over, you have that still that strange feeling about it, then maybe it's not right. But you're also not giving yourself, I don't think the opportunity to decide whether it is or not. You know, that's, that's part of it. We talk about my friend Amy, there are moments after, not so much during, because I'm really in control in those moments, but afterwards or even before we really start to engage in in sex, 
she's very soft. Now, she's very submissive and obviously a tender person, but it's softer to begin with. I get the impression, and I don't know this 100%, but I feel like that's something that she really needs because it's not the norm in her life, in her normal relationship, in her core relationship. So that may be something that he needs. But what if I don't want to provide it? Well, then you just can't. Yeah. But you also haven't, I don't think, given it 100% the opportunity because you anticipated it. You felt like it was going to happen and you were probably just psyching yourself out. Yeah, probably. But I also think there's something to be said for if this was somebody that I was potentially romantically interested in, if I saw some sort of, you know, it's weird to say future at this point because we're getting ready to leave. But let's say we weren't and I saw some sort of a future with him. Would it be different? I think it probably would. Oh, I think so. 100%. Or even, you know, maybe it's something that over time has to be developed. It can't happen when I haven't seen the guy in two years and it's the first time we've been together. I think back to, for example, the foursome we just had with Clint and his friend Persephone. Yeah. And Clint and I at one point were sitting on the couch together watching the two of you. I had my legs over his leg and he's running his fingers up and down my leg and I'm running my fingers up and down his arm. I think one point I reached down and kissed his arm, his arm. It was a very intimate moment, but I think it has so much to do with the fact that I know him so well and I feel so comfortable with him that it was not even a a thought for me to do that. Well, that's obviously a big part of it. There's a familiarity there that simply isn't there with anybody else at this point other than Clint. So yeah, that's that's definitely a big piece of it. And yes, this is not someone that you're looking at as a potential long-term partner because we're not going to have the opportunity to do that where we currently live. So yeah, there, there's definitely those components, but I can't help but wonder if it wasn't something you were thinking about the entire time and somehow it just kind of creeped in and just kind of took up too much space and more space than it needed to. Probably. You know, that's, that's, that may be part of it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Or it's just not your thing. It's just not. It's just weird for you, and that's just not going to work. Yeah, you know. I'm not really a cuddly person. I want to have sex, and then I want to clean myself up. That's what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And the idea of laying in my own sweat and someone brushing hair out of my eyes. I'm just so. I'm not turned on by that in any way. I don't feel necessarily comforted by that unless it's been a really rough session and I feel like I need some sort of aftercare. I don't typically like that. I mean, once again, like I said, think about the times we've had sex, the the vast majority of the time we have sex, we go our separate ways, we clean up, we get ready for bed or whatever we're doing. Then maybe we'll come back and we'll cuddle and we'll kiss and those types of things. But it's not this immediate like, I'm going to pull you down and we're going to spoon for 20 minutes. And Well, again, you go back to the the situation we ju- you just referenced with, uh, with Clint when we, had, we were with he and, and Persephone. The difference is you've had those aftercare moments with him because you've had rough sessions, just like you have with me. You have not experienced that with Gerard. So that familiarity doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's why you find yourself able to just kind of be in those moments with Clint and it's just very comfortable and normal because you've had those before. Maybe I have an intimacy issue. (laughs) I don't think so because you're, you know, again, you're, I mean, you're super like soft. If we're, if there, if sex is not involved, you're super cuddly and soft and warm and, you know, you just want to get. Towards you, not towards anyone else. Yeah. But my point is if this were somebody you were considering having another poly relationship with, you would be that way. Yeah. But I don't even like hug other people. No, but if it's someone that you're sincerely interested in, I believe you would. Yeah, I guess. It's just a weird thing to think about. It's a weird thing to think about providing so much of my, you know, intimacy and affection for you and then somehow sharing that with someone else. I think that's probably the biggest thing I have to wrap my head around is I do it so effortlessly with you and that's something that needs to be built up over time with someone else. And I I honestly believe that's what it is with Gerard. For sure. If this was something where we were regular play partners, we had been seeing each other over the course of the two years and we felt very comfortable with each other. I felt very comfortable with him. I don't think him pulling me down and cuddling and kissing my cheek and my ear would have even probably phased me. No, because again, you would have had it to some degree the same level of experiences that you've had to this point with Clint and you would just be comfortable enough that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't even be a thought. Yeah. It's kind of, it almost feels like you kind of got to earn that with a play partner. You got to earn the intimacy. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. But, you know, think back to when you were seeing the single poly guy, you were on the couch with him, you were under a blanket, you were watching a movie, your mind was, your mindset was different. You were in a different place. You were looking at this guy as a potential relationship partner, not a play partner. 
So you're in a different space. Now, you can't see yourself doing that with Gerard because you don't have that kind of relationship with him. Right. You just don't. Or that kind of interest. No, it's not there. So I think that if you're if you're in the right mindset and you're thinking this person could potentially be a relationship partner, I think you fall right into those kinds of things very easily. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. It was really interesting. This is the first time that I've ever played with someone after such a long break in between and to kind of feel the same things that I felt the first time around. It does. I mean, it has you wondering, like, is it him? Is it me? Is it us together? Is it what the fuck is it? And uh, I don't know. It's just just something I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around. But I am glad that he and I did this together, aside from kind of the weirdness at the end and a little bit in the middle. It was a really fun time. He has a great cock and he's just a nice guy. So- yeah, I always enjoy speaking with him. He, I did have the opportunity, obviously, to see him when you guys finished up. I was downstairs at that point and uh, we chatted for a few minutes and fell right into conversation like we had not, not seen each other for two years. He's just an easygoing guy. For I, sure. I enjoy his company. Yeah, absolutely. So that is uh, Gerard's return to my bedroom. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Despite my fucking weirdness. <laughs> quirky. I call it quirky. Quirky. Yeah, you always refer to me as quirky, which I think is just a really nice word for your fucking awkward. But. You're just quirky. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if you didn't already know, we have a Patreon account. We do. And, and it's awesome. It is awesome. And it's a good way to support the show. If you're a fan of the show, if you listen every week and you appreciate the content that we're putting out, we would really appreciate you guys considering sponsoring us on Patreon. It is truly what allows us to continue doing what we're doing to grow the show in different and new avenues. And uh, we're just so thankful for the people that are passionate about our work enough to sponsor us with their doll hairs. So thank you guys so much for those of you who are already on our Patreon. You are amazing. We have so much fun talking with you almost daily in our secret Telegram group on Snapchat and in other places that nobody else has access to aside from our Patreon community. So we want to give a very big thank you to our newest Patreon members who this week are A and H, Clara and Maurice. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. We cannot wait to get to know you better and we hope you enjoy your exclusive bonuses. Also, don't forget we have some big giveaways coming to our Patreon community in January thanks to some amazing new partners we are bringing on board so it is the perfect time to sponsor the show and get yourself entered for those prizes absolutely we have some very cool giveaways coming up I have been using the product I'm actually going to use it here very shortly it is fucking awesome yeah for it's real. like it's the little Christmas gift that they sent me it's very nice yeah yeah for sure and for me really and for you <laughs> yeah you benefit as well Uh, We also want to remind you guys that we have a YouTube channel and when we jump on that bus, that is where you're going to receive all of the information on what we're doing on the road. We're going to be doing vlogs. We're going to be providing behind the scenes info on the interviews and other content creation we're doing. I am so excited to get that YouTube channel bumping like it has never been bumping before. So please make sure you head on over to it. The link will be in our show notes or you can find our channel, which is just called Front Porch Swingers. And make sure you stay up to date with us and see where we're at and what cool shit we're doing. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. The vlog is literally going to be a daily update. It may be a two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. You never know. We're going to let you know what we're up to every day, where we are, who we're talking to, who we're interviewing, all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get started. Absolutely. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers too. Make sure you're subscribed to our mailing list at frontporchswingers.com and find other info and our blog there as well. And I think that's what we have for you guys this week. Yeah, we look forward to uh, some holiday fun and all that good stuff. And can't wait to uh, talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Happy holidays to all of you, no matter how you are celebrating. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Are you looking for your next non-monogamous adventure or to learn more about the non-monogamous lifestyle? Head on over to altplayground.net today. Our recommendation for the best place to meet like-minded people. With their many modern features like the podcast corner, video corner, and communities from your favorite lifestyle groups, it's the perfect way to immerse yourself in all things lifestyle. Plus, of course, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of lifestylers across the country and Canada for you to connect 
connect with. So head on over to altplayground.net today, check it out for yourself, and we hope you love it as much as we do.